So this is our fifth podcast. Mm-hmm. You're back again. Very good. So, uh, any reflections on the last episode? So, last episode was all about decompression. And I think that was such a relevant topic for us because of the intensity we were in. But I have also noticed when I have talked to friends and clients that I hear their need for decompression. And then I suppose it's different for everybody how that happens. Mm. But the fact, the way I hear people talk about it is holidays coming up. So it's a whole season of summer is coming up. And I hear the longing for time that is unplanned, mm. for being outside, for freedom. Yeah. How about you? Have you? Yeah, I feel it myself, really. The, the need for decompression. Uh, so these have, have been very very intense months and um, it's a uh, it's a good time to sort of have a few few weeks in July for of, of unplanned time absolutely mm. yeah and I think I've had that since I was a child we talked a little bit about this last night right uh. so I think my summer holidays I was always taken away from uh, from the city life to the countryside and there was always a big space of unplanned time on the in the country house, which mm. is I, I know that's I'm, I'm very very lucky to mm. to have had that, but it's also part of my need. Yeah, yeah, and it's worth saying that we are there now. And for me, actually, being in the country now in the countryside now is extremely unusual. Just to spend a bit of time in nature is just so nice, mm. and it's such an important part of decompression. I think is to be in nature. So say a bit more of where we are. <laughs> so and when is yes, today? Yeah. Today is the twenty first of June, and that's midsummer in Sweden, and we're in the countryside, about two hours away from Stockholm, and uh, it's the morning, and we're preparing for midsummer f- party, feast, lunch, uh, which is a big thing in Sweden. So our guests will all be arriving. We've been preparing the whole day yesterday, and uh, this is sort of an intermezzo in between uh, the midsummer festivities yeah our guests are traveling from stockholm right now they arrived last night from all over the place uh, other countries that is um and um, i have my family here as well so we're integrating um my family my sister's friends uh, our friends Mm. uh, into a big midsummer feast yeah so anyway so uh, what's the topic for today in a way, it's, it's strange that we didn't start with this topic uh, in the very first episode, because I think this is the topic in everything that we talk about, both personal, professional, and in life. Um, this is the most important topic. It's presence. Yeah. So what does that mean to you? Let's start with that. With that. So many, uh, there's so many wise uh, wise people who have defined presence and what it is, and uh, there are other words to describe presence um, that are perhaps more um, more out in the press. Mindfulness is something that people have an idea of what it is, but if we just stay with presence, and that's such a big word for me. So the simplest definition for me, or the simplest, what is it for me, is. Um, when I'm not distracted. 
So it's really about being here and now, not just in body, but also in mind, in emotions, um, being connected to whatever it is. So that by, might be being very concentrated on solving a task. It might be cooking, it might be reading, or it might be sitting with my thoughts, being aware of my thoughts. Mm. All of that is presence. So it's about concentrating. It's about having a focus on one particular activity. Is that right? And that's one version of presence, if mm. we stay with that for a moment, because I think everybody can relate to that. Mm. And uh, I mean, if we work with presence with a group, what would you say that people bring up when we start talking about presence? What is it that they bring up? Well, they often talk about what it is like not to be present, right? Yeah. Uh, and not to be present, what people often say is to be lost in thought. So while you are doing one thing, your mind is somewhere else. Yeah. So we, we, you know, when we work with groups, we would say, well, your body is in this room, but where's your mind? And the mind can be in the past, the mind can be in the future. And when we say the mind is in the present, the mind is here and now with the body in the same place and in the same time as the body. So, um, so it's about being here and now and not worrying about what might happen in the future mm. uh, or, or being concerned about what might have or what, what happened in the past and feeling, uh, um, you have to think back to what has happened in the past, uh, uh, feeling that you might have done something wrong or that you could have done something better. And we, we often find that when we're thinking about the past or the future, it's not necessarily positive. Our mind takes us into a negative space. So I think part of being in the present moment uh, is also not to have negative thoughts of the past and the future. And in a way, I mean, so when we read about the mind, we know that we have a negative bias. So we are seeking out risks because mm. that's got to do with our uh, strive to survive. Mm. If we want to go back mm. evolutionary. So the fact that the mind has a tendency to be negative is very normal for yeah. us. Now you can also program your mind to be more positive and that can be exaggerated. But from my understanding, most people benefit from actually controlling the mind to be a little bit more positive than yeah. it would normally yeah. be. Now, just on the point that you were saying when we work with groups, you know how we usually start um, a session and this if you're completely new to this and also normally when we kick off something with a group they are new to each other we start very often with a guided mindfulness exercise where uh, where we connect the body and the mind so it starts with the physical awareness of the body what the body feels like to then use the breath to become more aware and connect the body and the mind now the breathing part of this and the way that I really like to explain this, um, because it works for me, I suppose, is that the breath is like the, um, the guide, the in-between, the mind and the body. So it goes in between the mind and the body. So if you start following your breath, you also connect 
mm. the mind and the body. And for me, the breath uh, in a in a, I suppose for me it's the practical tool for presence. So I, I can't remember who said this, but I've heard somebody say, "Well, the breath is the tool that we carry around carry around with us twenty four hours a day. It's always with us, right? If we don't breathe, we die." So. So it's the tool that we have with us that we can use to become present. Just by focusing on the breath, which we can do at any time, we become present. So it's a really nice practical tool for mindfulness, for presence. And it's a very good way also to check in. You know, are you calm? Are you stressed? Just by noticing where is the breath? Is it shallow? Is it is it more towards your collarbones, very uh, quick, very fast, uneven? Or is it deep and calm coming from your lower uh, tummy, the abdominals? Mm. And is it soft mm. and even? Yeah. So by just by noticing that, you can probably also, oh, so I'm a little bit stressed. Oh, mm. I'm very calm. or And then start regulating it, of course. Yeah. So presence is, um, is really what... Uh, and how I guess this is very different from uh, meditation is something that we, it's a state of mind that we carry around with us the whole day, or the, the, we have the option of being present throughout the day. Whereas meditation is more a tool, I think, more sitting down and, and doing, it's an activity that we do in a way. I think also, I mean, you can do walking meditations, to be fair, yeah. lying down meditations also, yeah. and all sorts of meditations. But I think meditation is also a charged word. So yeah. I've heard people say, I don't meditate. I can't meditate. Mm. Now, okay, if that's the, mm. your, your view of the world, if that's what you want to, to think and believe, that's your mm. choice. But presence, to say you can't be present, that's almost denying life. Mm. So, so that's an interesting step to the next uh, point, I guess, which is why? Why are why mm. is it important to be present? What are some of the benefits? Mm. Well, the biggest for me is that's how you live life. If mm. you're missing out on life if you're not present, that would be my absolutely biggest yeah. Uh, why. Yeah. So it becomes more enjoyable even... Even when you're sad, even when you're going through something difficult, to be present, for me, is better than not to be present. Mm. But I think that's also got to do with the fact that I know, you know, we know that it's changing. Nothing is static. Mm. So be present in every moment with awareness that it's going to change. It mm. will shift. Mm. And it's almost as if the more present you are, the more allowing you are for the natural flow of life. This sounds very philosophical now, so mm. do you want to bring it back to more pragmatic? No, but I think it's, I, I agree with you, it's the most important. We, we lose out on so much in life because in our minds, we're somewhere else. It's really the most important part of, the most important benefit of presence. I, I, I agree with you. It's like the, the simplest thing is so joyful if our mind is with that simple thing, but whether it be an activity or it's a, a sensation, a smell, uh, a sight, uh, a sound. So, and you know, I did a, a really interesting experiment uh, uh, trying to be completely present with food and a glass of wine for half an hour 
without without watching television, without looking at my phone, without reading a book. And I was by myself, so there's no conversation either. And it was extremely difficult. But because it's actually a very long time to be present, half an hour with just one activity, which in this case was tasting food and wine. And I love food and I love wine, but it was still so difficult. So it's a really nice experiment. What were you could, tempted on? Uh, what was the temptation? Why was it difficult? Say a bit more. Because I I was drawn to distractions. What kind of distractions? The phone. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah. <laughs> so, you know, email, WhatsApp. I mean, it was off, so there was not anything coming in. But I felt the urge to check. But wasn't it? I'm wondering now. Was it that you wanted to share the experience of? Not necessarily, no, okay. no, just other, but you see, and then coming back to present. So where was my mind in that moment? Because mm. I am very used to being present, right? I've, I've, I've got a lot of practice. So I think it's a well-developed muscle. So my mind was not necessarily going in the past or in the future. My mind was present with the food and the wine. Whereas I think this could be the practice really is that being with food and wine without thinking about, oh, you know, I've. I've had this food before, or I remember this from, or your mind really going into, if only I had done this yesterday, then you know life would be so much better. Or, or you know, I'm anxious about what's happening tomorrow. I've got a big thing coming up. All that just just being purely in the present moment with the whatever it might be. So we say the breath is one example of a tool, and another tool might be to be with the taste and the smell of food and mm-hmm. wine. And so there are many examples of uh, activities that we could be present with. I think one activity that we have lost because of the, the mobile phone. So we've gained many things with the mobile phone, but one thing we have lost is the opportunity to practice or taking the opportunity to practice presence while we travel. Mm. So, and now I mean primarily traveling when you're not driving yourself or cycling yourself, but mm. um bus, tube, train, plane, mm. we, we tend to use the, the laptop or the, the phone. Mm. But a way to practice presence then, which is interesting, and I find this pretty challenging, um, is to just observe mm. or daydream. So you can be, this is an interesting part, I think, you can practice presence and daydreaming if you have made up your mind that that's what you're doing. That's so how are you present with daydreaming? So you decide that you are daydreaming. So the activity is daydreaming mm. and you're basically focusing, concentrating on daydreaming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. People often ask, so how can you be present when you're planning the future? Well, you are present with the planning process. So there's a, and, and so two examples. One is the, how can you be present with planning? Well, the activity of planning the future is what you're present with. How can you, uh, uh, how can you be reflecting on the past and still being present? Well, you can reflect on the past if that is what you are present with. It's perfectly explained by um, Eckhart Tolle uh, in his book *Power of Now*, which was my introduction to presence, actually. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, he's a master in describing that. I think. Yeah, he does that very well. But you said also, um, going back a little bit, practicing presence, it's a muscle. So presence is a muscle. I think that's also a very nice uh, illustration, the fact that 
it's not something that you can or can't do, but it takes some practice. It takes it, yeah. Yeah, we, we have a tendency to do something else. The mind is always looking for something else. Yeah. And I can, I can compare, because I remember very well what it was like to have a mind that's all over the place. And, and that's, it's a long time ago that it was really all over the place. But I feel now that having had that the, 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 the practice, the, the training of the mind, that I can really be with the present moment um, without be, being distracted by all the thoughts that carry me everywhere. And, you know, I remember in the past, my mind would take me all over, all over. And I would actually think it would be, in, uh, before I knew all this, I thought it was very good. It was like, it was quite efficient because on the one hand, I could be in a meeting and uh, be with people and decide on something or whatever. And then on the other hand, I could be multitasking, thinking about something else that had to happen. And I, I always said, oh, that's great. Because I you can do two things at the same time. Mm. And I now know, know that that's just an illusion. Because every mm. time I was thinking about something else, I wasn't present with the people in that meeting and not being part of the decision making. So what does this mean for multitasking? I mean, there are different schools when it comes to multitasking anyway. What's your view on multitasking in presence? Uh, that's, it's, um, it's not a very good thing, basically. Very simple. So multitasking doesn't seem to me something that is effective or efficient. So I'll tell you how I multitask. So my ideal day when I need to, well, back to decompression, but when I have a day at home in my apartment in Stockholm and I have a, I have a need to check in with myself, to, it's a combination of uh, reflecting, integrating, being present and planning. So it's, it's kind of a going back and forth. I tend to start lots of different things in different parts yeah. of the flat. So I have a corner where I do perhaps some work. I have the laptop somewhere else where I might be doing personal admin. I might be cooking at the same time. I'm probably doing some laundry, some other, you know, stuff in the flat. I might even be reading or listening to a podcast. But I'm present in small pockets mm. so everywhere. You're not multitasking. You're serial single tasking. Oh, <laughs> that's a new concept. Serial. Oh, like you know that. how you've got monogamy and serial monogamy and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is serial single tasking. I like that. I like that. <laughs> it feels very good. You see. Yeah, and that I do too. Yeah. But we with one. But you are with one task at the time. It's just you do it in small pockets so you don't get bored. Now you, there is something. Uh, so going back to a situation in offices in in work. So if you had a similar, what do you call it again? Serial single tasking. Serial single tasking at yeah. work. How does that work? Do you think? Um, being being work, working on different tasks, but at one point in time you work on one task, and then you you spend a, a, an enough time in that task um, to really get into it, and then. You have another task that you could move to when you get bored with the first one mm. to do some of that. Mm. And part of that could also be having conversations and so on. But the problem with this is that if these periods are too short, 
you get into the issue of uh, task switching cost. Yeah. Right? Which is the the cost of switching from one task to the other. Yeah. It takes a little bit of time to forget what you were working on the first time and then move into the next task. So there is a cost involved in that. So if it's too short periods that you're working on these tasks, then it might become inefficient. Yeah. Plus, I think if we train our mind to be present, we can stay longer with a task and really get into, into the flow of the task. Have you heard this uh, concept? This is for writers mainly, but I think it might actually work for, for us and for others as well. So writers are suggested, or one method, I can't remember who said this, is stop your writing in the middle of a sentence mm. so that when you get back into the task, going to the writing, you are starting by finishing off a sentence that you started the day before. Mm. So you basically downhill. So to help yeah. you get started, yeah, to yeah. get over some of this uh, yeah. transition time. Or yeah. um. but the other thing, we we tested a new app, didn't we? Oh, the Forest app. Yeah. Yeah. How did that work for you? I didn't need it. Why not? Oh, well, say say a little bit more. What oh it yeah. Is yeah. So, so Forest app like. is uh, it's essentially it's a concentration app. It's a single mindedness, single mindedness. Less app <laughs> being, being doing one thing at a time uh, so it basically makes you um, concentrate on one thing whatever that thing is and task or, or conversation or whatever because uh, it it, uh, it occupies your phone so the moment you take your mind off that app or you take your the, the screen goes to another app uh, the forest or the uh, tree you're growing dies so it's really it's really good for people that um, are so inclined to move between different apps on their phone. So if the main distraction for people is <clears throat> the mobile phone, then the Forest app as a productivity app yeah. is yeah. proven to be really helpful. So I think it's a very popular app. Actually. Yeah, yeah. So, um, right, we, uh, we've talked a bit about presence. We've talked about what it is and why we do it. We've given some examples. So what can people do to take some next steps? I mean, isn't it, isn't it, if you don't do it already, if you're not aware of breathing, if you just start with breathing, mm. stop and breathe. You don't even have to stop. You can continue walking. Yeah. Uh, but if you do that a couple of times a day, mm. If you don't do anything, if you start doing that, and that's, that doesn't take any time, yeah. but it, it does take some commitment. Yeah, and it's really, it's much harder than you think. Yeah. So if I, I would challenge people that are listening to this to, in the rest of their day, to find two moments to focus on their breath. And I, I, I bet you it's going to be really hard. Well, you can, you can add it to everything else that you're doing when you're cleaning your teeth. But yeah. if you just add it to something that you would normally do without thinking, mm then it will happen, but you need to remember to start it. Yeah. So one other example is very recently, I was talking to a client who basically from dropping his children at nursery and walking to the office just to stop at one particular place. There's, there happens to be a fountain there. Uh, we were sitting there. And it's like, okay, just sit here for one minute and look at the fountain. Mm. And so you, the, the focus here is not the breath. It's the water coming from the fountain, but it's just that. And it could be one minute or it could be five minutes, but that is mindfulness mm. or presence. Mm. 
mm. just being present with the water and the sound and the noise. And, um, so just finding those little moments, and it doesn't have to be longer than 30 seconds, mm. to just focus on the present moment, whatever that might be. Mm. Um, can I also link this with, um, we talked about intentions in a different podcast, but you can also have the intention in the morning to be present at a certain point in time. So it could be a meeting. So you know a meeting is coming up. And for me, uh, there are some meetings that I know I will get more bored than other meetings. Mm. For me to then have the intention, I'm going to practice presence, for me, that actually motivates me mm. to be in that meeting. Mm. Because I know I'm training a muscle, so it's an exercise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I... Uh, uh, I, I, I we probably need to mention a couple of the apps that help train the mind. Mm, yeah. Which uh, one is your favorite at the moment? Are you using any of them? Yeah, you are. Yeah, I'm using Sam Harris. Right. By far my favorite at the moment. Right. It's called Waking Up. And I really like him. Uh, and in the past, I've used uh, the obvious ones such as Headspace and Calm. So these are, you know, they're called meditation apps or mindfulness apps, but they train our presence. Uh, so these are good apps to, 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 to work that muscle. So if we do 10 minutes of meditation in the morning or in the evening, doesn't matter, we have an opportunity or this helps us being more present throughout the day in the long term. And if you like reading, I think that if we want to suggest one book, it probably would be The Power of Now mm. by Eckhart Tolle. Mm. Absolutely. Okay. Very good. So uh, what's left for us is to say happy midsummer for anybody who uh, is listening today. Otherwise, um, well, probably nobody will be listening today because I'm not going to do any, any more with this <laughs> podcast today, technology-wise. Yeah. Until the next time. Then. So have a, lo have a lovely summer. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.